return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Praise God. Hallelujah. Wow, that's a lot of you who showed up today. That's beautiful. Thank you for coming. I want to say a big thank you to Pastor Dave, Pastor Jeannie, Pastor Randy here for the opportunity to share God's word. Hallelujah. Jesus is wonderful. Do we, do we have the song ready? Majesty, worship is majesty. Unto Jesus be your glory, honor, and praise. Majesty, kingdom authority, flow from his throne unto his own, his item reign. Come on, let's exalt him tonight. So exalt, lift up on high the name of Jesus. Magnify, come glorify Christ Jesus the King. Majesty, worship is majesty. Jesus who died, now glorify his King of all kings. Come on, let's exalt his name. So exalt, lift up on high the name of Jesus. We magnify. Come glorify Christ Jesus the King. Oh, my. Majesty, we worship your majesty. Jesus who died is now glorified and is king of all kings. Jesus who died but is now glorified, he is king of all kings. Come on, let's do that again. Jesus who died, but is now glorified, and is King of all kings. Oh, blessed Jesus, we thank you. We give you praise tonight, Jesus. Thank you for your sweet presence with us today. Thank you for ministering to every one of us today, Lord. Thank you that doubts will be dissolved. Thank you that questions will be answered tonight. Thank you for your healing power that is present today, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. We give you praise tonight. 
If you can speak in tongues, just speak in other tongues tonight. So rabagas kijo fratos kasha seya. So rabagasata bradis kojo frate kela bahaya. So rakanda gris ko baradigas kosha paradigas. Saramande grito sopra kahashke. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, am I shouting too much or you are so quiet? <laughs> did, did you know that Abraham was a noisy fellow? Have you thought about that? He was very noisy. He wasn't a quiet person. <laughs> the Bible says that, he says, being strong in faith, giving glory to God. You don't give glory to God being quiet. <laughs> so you got you to gotta speak out sometimes. Praise God. So tonight, I, want, I have a word of encouragement, and I've titled it, Be About the Lord's Business. Did you know that God has got a job for us to do? And every day, we got, we've got to make sure that we are doing what Jesus asks us to do. Praise God. All right, so I'll, I'll begin today. I don't know, do you have the, the, the Living Bible Translation? Do you have it? Okay, good. So let's open our Bibles to, praise God. Let's open our Bibles to Psalm 67, verse 2. I'm going to open with that today. Okay, I would like for us to read that together. Can, can you help me out? Okay, let's read that together. One, two, go. Send us around the world with the news of your saving power and your eternal plan for all mankind. This is a powerful scripture. You know, I got hold of this scripture like a couple of years ago, and I'll pray and I'll cry to the Lord. I said, send us around the world with the news of your saving power and your eternal plan for all mankind. God has a plan for every human being. He has an eternal plan. It is the plan of salvation. Have you thought about it? It's a plan to save every human being. So David cried to God, says, send us around the world with the news of your saving power and your eternal plan for all mankind. Imagine if you think about that every day and asking God to send us around the world. And you know, the interesting thing is, this was not possible in the Old Testament. But the Holy Ghost coming, the coming of the Spirit of God, Jesus dying, made that possible for us to carry the message of salvation to men and women around the world. Praise God. Let's go to Psalm 96. And I'm doing TLB version as well. Can we read that together? Beautiful verses of scripture. It says, sing a new song to the Lord. Sing it everywhere around the world. Praise us. Bless his name. Each day, tell someone that he saves. I want you to underline that in your Bible. It says, each day, tell somebody that he saves. That is our job, to tell somebody that he saves. He's a saving God. Publish his glorious acts throughout the earth. Tell everybody about the amazing things he does. Tell everybody about the amazing things he does. The Lord does amazing things. Just look at yourself, your personal salvation, 
It's something worth sharing about. It's, 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 it's something worth shouting about. You've got to shout about your salvation. Think about the fact that you are born again and you're a child of God and you are on your way to heaven. What a journey. This is the, this is the greatest journey of life. I, remember I was telling you some time ago that we were talking about, I was having Bible study and we were talking about how the, the, the word said in Colossians, he said he has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and he has translated us into the kingdom of his love son, Jesus Christ. And think about that, that the gospel of Jesus can change the state of a man. A man who was condemned to death could instantaneously be translated into the kingdom of God. You should, this, this should motivate you to want to share the gospel with people. Because we are, and I'm going to come to that today, we are those carrying the message of salvation. You remember the story of Cornelius in the Bible, how did the angel of the Lord appeared to him? And I've always, I've meditated on that, that encounter with the angel. The angel said, your prayers, your, your giving of alms, has, your fasting and all of that has come before God as a memorial. In other words, God took notice of all the things he did. God could have asked the angel to lead the man to salvation. Have you thought about that? God could have, because God sent the message to him, but the angel said, send men to Jopper to fetch a certain, a certain man named Simon Peter, when he comes, he shall tell you words. Oh, my goodness. Words that you, you shall be saved. The angel could not lead the man to salvation. The reason is, it is the church of Jesus Christ that is given the, rest, the responsibility of preaching the message of salvation. We have become the carriers of the eternal message. We are those commissioned to change man's life. That's what Jesus said. We are the light of the world. We are the ones to bring the message to the people. So if we are quiet, God can't reach the people. Have you thought about that? God is counting on you to reach your fellow workers, like people that you work with, your neighbors, your friends, people that you interact with every day. You know, sometimes we... So we don't tell them that God loves them and we're praying to God to send somebody to them. But God is saying, I have sent you. You are the one to reach out to them. So I want you to rem- remember that today. And I'm, I'm just encouraging us because don't let us forget. I don't want us to forget the reason why we are here. We are here because Jesus has given us a work, a job to do. So let's, let's start with, um, I've started already. Let's, let's go to Acts chapter 1 verse 10 to 11. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, he's talking about when Jesus was taken up into heaven. Behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand up, gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven was so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. You know, some people don't like to hear that. But he is coming back. 
But before he comes, we have a job to do. He's given us something to do. And we have to be about it every day. We have to be doing, you know, Jesus talked about who is a faithful servant that his, when his master comes, he finds him doing what he's asked him to do. You want to be, you want to be relevant and sharing Jesus when he shows up. You should be doing that. So let's read the next verse of scripture that is, is I'm staying in Acts of the Apostles right now. And chapter 1 verse 8. You know, he's given us a great responsibility, but he has also given us the ability to do what he's asked us to do. You know, like you may say, oh, I don't have any power. I can't do what God asked me to do. Look at what Jesus said. And I'd like us to read that together in the Amplified Classic Edition. It says, but you shall receive ability, efficiency, and might. When the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends the very bounds of the earth. So one of, let, let, let me, have you thought about this? One of the proof, the signs that you've truly received the Holy Spirit, is you, is you being an effective witness for Jesus Christ. It's not, speaking in tongues is very important. I speak in tongues a lot. And I love speaking in tongues. But, you got to be a, an effective witness for Jesus. He said, when you receive the Holy Ghost, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you will be my witnesses. Who is a witness? A witness is a proof producer. Okay? You become a testimony. If people want to know about the goodness of God, you say, look at me. He saved me. I'm the proof. I'm the message. You've become the living message of Jesus Christ. You've become a witness. A witness in, on your job, everywhere you go, you are his witness, his representative. Praise God. Oh, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I was meditating on this verse of scripture, Mark chapter 16, the verse 15 to 16. I want us to look at it. I was meditating on it today. And did you ever, have you ever meditated on the word that you can't sleep? It's a, it's a place God wants, because there are some scriptures that keep you awake. Let's read that together. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Now, this, this is a very strong scripture. If you meditate on this, you, you'll be fired up to preach the gospel. Because to think about the fact that anyone who doesn't believe the gospel is condemned. Have you thought about it? This is no joke. This is no joke. Anybody, listen, we got a gospel. Going to all the world, preach the gospel, every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. The one who doesn't believe will be condemned. Boy, you can't meditate on this and you you don't want to share Jesus with people. mm -mm. Because to think that anyone who doesn't believe the gospel is condemned. He's separated from God. He has no life of God in him. Oh. 
Meditate on this. Think about this. This is a very powerful verse of scripture. The Bible says that there's no salvation in any other. I don't know how, whether you've thought about it. There's no salvation in any other name. There's no any other name given under heaven whereby we men ought to be saved. Salvation is only in Jesus Christ. And if you're listening to me on Facebook and you're not born again, salvation is in Jesus. Ask Jesus to come into your heart, to be your Lord and your Savior. That's the most important thing in this world. I like some, some, someone said, if a man has lived his life without Jesus, he's lived a wasted life. Don't live a wasted life. Let's help, let's help our neighbors and people that God is going to bring to our, our, our lives. Let's point them to Jesus. Because I've, I've always thought about some. We're not, we talk about the rapture, right? The rapture is going to happen any moment from now. I believe that strongly. So when you talk to me, I don't think about dying. I said, we're going at the rapture. Because it could be any day. But think about this. Even if, like if you get to live over 100 years, you'll soon be tired. I think some of you are getting tired of the craziness in the world. The next 20 years, 30 years is going to get more crazier than it is today. That's not bad news. It's good news. So you want to be doing what Jesus wants us to do. Forget about, listen, don't be distracted. There's a scripture in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. Um, do you have that for me? And it says, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let, let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord. Because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Have you thought about that? Everything you do for God is not in vain. God, is, God will pay you good. That's what he's saying. He, he, listen, he's a just God. Everything that we do for the gospel is not in vain. Encouraging someone to stand in the faith. Ministering the word of God to somebody is not in vain. You're working for the Lord. And God said, be firm. Because I believe that we are in the last days. And we, you are going to have things moving you here and there. taking you, Trying to sway you from the word of God. But God says, be firm. He says, stand strong on the word. Let nothing move you. You should underline that in your Bible. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord. Because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Listen, every one of us have got a job to do. You don't need to stand here to be preaching to people. That makes you a preacher of the gospel. You have, you have access to people that I, I may never meet in my life. That people you interact with every day. The word of God to them. Pray for their salvation. Pray that they will get to know the Lord. Because, listen, you can't truly believe that you are safe and you are not concerned that another person is not safe. I, I, can't, I, I don't get it. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. Because if, you, if, I, if I, I know the, the benefit of the gospel, how Jesus changed my life, how I could have been a wicked, terrible person, but Jesus saved me. 
I was on my way to hell. I could be journeying to hell. Just think about the fact that anyone who doesn't know Jesus, they are journeying to hell. They may be laughing and smiling, but there's really nothing to smile and laugh about. Because the destination is not good, and we've got to change it. God is counting on us to do that. If we, if we are not concerned, that's disturbing. So we, we've, got to, we've got to think about our neighbors, think about our friends, think about people. The several years I've wept in prayer, praying for people. Maybe my bosses, people that I've worked with, and they don't know the Lord, and I'm praying. I said, Lord Jesus, I pray for this person. I have a list of names of people that ought to be saved. And some of them, I've not seen them for years. But the Holy Spirit brings them to my mind. I remember, Lord, I work with this one. I'm praying for this person. That the message of salvation will get to them. That's the heart of the Father. That's what God wants us to do. Think about the fact that we'll meet Jesus someday. We'll meet Jesus someday. Someday very soon. It's not going to be far away. Someday very soon. Let no one deceive you. We'll meet him very soon. But what's your testimony before? Did you do the work that he's asked you to do? Every day you ask yourself, am I doing what the Lord wants me to do? Forget about, don't be distracted. There's a lot of distraction going on, but... Be busy for the Lord. Busy doing his work. Busy doing his, carrying out his message, his assignment in your world. Hallelujah. Praise God. That looks like a sober message, right? I'm, I'm, I'm usually shouting type, but it is what. Praise God. So can we look at that verse of scripture from the, message, uh, the, uh, the King James Version? Psalm 96. Now, Psalm 62 verse, the first 67 verse 2. I like how the King James translation put that verse of scripture. He says, do you have it? Because that might take a while for her to get it. But we have a message. That your way may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. God's salvation among nations. That should be our prayers every day, to see that nations are turning to God. The reason why there's chaos in the world is because people don't know Jesus. Think about that. The gospel is God's answer to every man's problem. The Bible says he sent his word. If you, if you want healing, it is the word. Jesus, Jesus is a fulfillment of, he's a dream of God. Jesus is God's consummate man. He's everything that God wanted a man to be. Jesus is everything that God wanted in a man. And he, he's the answer to every human problem. If we, we've got to believe that. If you don't believe that, you will not be motivated to preach the gospel. He's the answer that that man in, on the sick bed is crying for. He's the he's answer for the broke man. He's the answer for the lame. He's the answer for every kind of situation. 
So we want to be, we want to give Jesus to them. Let pray and, and share Jesus with them, the love of Jesus with them, that they might be saved. Did you know that the gospel was committed to your trust? Did you know that? Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 20. And I want you to see some. It's an old Timothy, guard what was committed to your trust. Avoiding profane and idle babblings and contradictions or what is falsely called knowledge. King James says, opposition of science so falsely called. But I like the fact that he says that guard what was committed to you. There's a gospel that was given to you. He said, keep it. Hallelujah. Let's read 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 11. Look at Paul's declaration about the gospel. He says, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. Do, you think, do we think that the gospel is committed to us? It ought to be your consciousness every day. I am the custodian of the gospel. You remember what I said? The angel could not save Cornelius in the Bible. He said, man, uh, Peter was the one who brought the words of salvation. You are Peter today. Because Peter is not here no more. You are the Peter in your house. In your school. On your job. God is counting on you. He's put words in your mouth. Words that if you will speak with boldness... Men will be liberated. They will be changed instantaneously into the kingdom of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can you, do you have, can you get this scripture for me? Second Corinthians chapter 5, the verse 14 and 15. Another scripture that I, verse of scripture that I meditated some, some years ago and I could not sleep. I couldn't sleep for, for, for weeks. I couldn't sleep. I was meditating on this scripture. He said, for the love of Christ compels us. He said, we are motivated by his love for us. We're motivated by what he did for us. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, then all died. He died for all. Look at that. He died. Can we read that together? He died for all. That those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. These are verses of scriptures that you have to know in your Bible. He said he died for you that you cease to live for yourself no longer. No more. Your life is no longer about you anymore. It's about Jesus. It's about pleasing the one who died for you and rose again. If we are not living this way, we are being rebellious. He's not Lord of your life yet. If he's Lord of your life, every day is about pleasing him. Every day is about his business. Every day, your life and pursuit is about living for Jesus. And I'm encouraging us today, let's go back to God's word and pay attention to the things that he's asked us to do. I remember last week, uh, some weeks ago, I was saying that when you stand before Jesus, and you should think about that. You should think about standing before him someday. When you think about that, you know, nothing in this world will matter to you. You will live every day thinking about pleasing him. That's the only thing that's going to count. Just 
standing before him and, and, and being able to give a good testimony, an account of all the things that he's asked you to do. Praise God. Let's go over to the verse 17 of the same chapter. And I'll read the verse 17 to 18. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. For the love of Christ compels us. I'm compelled by the love of Christ. Motivated by his love. I'm motivated by his love. Motivated to tell of his saving power. That's what David said. Tell of his saving power. Each day tell somebody that God saves. Praise God. He said, therefore, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. He's a new creation. Think about the fact that God can change the life of a very wicked individual, someone who has done terrible things. But the Bible says, if he's in Christ, he's a new creation. He's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What a great job. What a job it is. I feel, I feel so blessed to be doing that kind of a job. That, that with my message, with the message on my lips, you could change the life of an individual. Someone who was journeying to hell. Your message changes everything. Amen. Praise God. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Every one of us, we are given that ministry to reconcile men to God. I want you to think about that as your job, as your calling, something that God is asking you to do. And pray that God gives you opportunities to, to do that. I remember a story of, I was in Ghana some time ago, and I was meditating on the scripture. You know, the scripture in Ephesians I talked about, that says that, he, Paul talked about when we were without Christ. We were enemies in our minds, being alienated from the life of God having no hope and without God in the world. I meditated on that scripture for, for weeks. And I was looking at the plight of someone who doesn't know Jesus. Because God says, that man is living without hope. Without God in the world. Think about a person living his life without hope. Think about an individual living without God. Being is an alienator from the life of God, separated from the life of God, having no hope and without God in the world. I meditated on it, and I was I was on the street, I was I was walking, and I was meditating, and tears started dropping from my eyes because I look at the people. I look, I grew up in a Muslim community. I look, I look at them, and I I, I began to cry. I was moved with the compassion of the Spirit, and I began to share the gospel with them. I began to preach the gospel on the street. Because I, I think about the fact that if a man doesn't know Jesus, he has no future. He might be excited and happy and eating food and, and, and seem to be doing well, but there's no future for the man. Because God says his destination is destruction. The man or woman who doesn't know Jesus is condemned. If you can't think about that and not be moved to, to share the gospel. So I'm encouraging us. That's our calling. That's what God wants us to do. Now, this is what I have an assignment for you. Write it down this week. You're going to tell somebody about Jesus. 
If he can do that, this message was a great one. I want you to write that down. I'm looking at you. <laughs> write it down. You're going to tell somebody on, the, on your job, in your office. Listen, the, the word of God, we ought to do the word. If you hear the word and you don't act on it, it doesn't bless you. So I want you, I want, I want, I'm going to be doing that myself. I'm preaching to myself. Listen, the message is not just for you. I don't believe in sharing the gospel with people and I'm not doing it. No. Because if, if it blesses you, it's going to live, leave me here. I'm not going to move anywhere because you have acted on the message. You're going to be blessed. So I don't want to be that kind of a person. We got to be doing the word. Doing what Jesus so write it down. I'm looking at you. Make make up your mind this week to preach the gospel to someone. Do we have an agreement? And that this will make this message a great message. Don't just hear me and go, oh, it was a nice message, Levi. Oh yeah, we know him. He, he says something nice. No. That will not bless you. The purpose is to do the message. So write it down. And I'll be listening, I'll be sharing my testimonies with you, right? I'll be sharing with you. And I would like to hear testimonies of how, how you witnessed to somebody this week. And God bless you. I thank you for coming tonight. And I know it's a quiet evening, but this is the message that God wanted me to bring. So let's just pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your message. Thank you for your word. Your word of salvation that is you've put in our mouths, Heavenly Father. Thank you. That you've made us the custodians of the message of salvation. Thank you for putting in our heart a burden for souls. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for putting your word in our mouths, Lord. That on our jobs we will speak. We will not be quiet. Like Jeremiah said, he said, your word was shut up in my bones that I couldn't keep quiet. Lord, I pray for a burning, your word to burn in their hearts today and, and throughout this week that we will be moved with the compassion of the Spirit to share your message of love to a dying world, Lord. We give you praise, Heavenly Father, tonight. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you for coming tonight. And I love you. God bless you. I'm not good with praying so well. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.